podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. I've been looking forward to this for so long. This was in the making for so long, and just the stars were not aligned, and now they are. Life 101 got in the way, and here we are. And in my business, I would say, here we are, but uh, that's not what we're doing today. (laughs) (laughs) I should put a sound effect in. So, Carol, um, I'd like my guests to introduce themselves. All I will say is that you are an intuitive medium, and today's... (laughs) topic is messages from beyond and go ahead and introduce yourself and we'll get we'll get going okay well i am Kara matthews as you said and i am an intuitive medium i live on prince edward island i'm from ontario uh i used to live out west but i i love it down here on prince edward island i'm in somerset prince edward, prince edward island uh i do telephone readings up now of course with everything that's going on um i do telephone and zoom but normally I do private or personal readings. All right. And um, I've been like this all my life, all of my life. I have felt things, seen things. And I would say that the, to make it real for people, the movie, The Sixth Sense, really described my life growing up. And uh, I grew up in Keswick. Of course, the jury is still out as to whether I grew up. But anyway, I was in Keswick, Ontario on Lake Simcoe. And I started seeing things way, 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 way back then and uh, hearing messages, didn't know what was going on. And uh, it was kind of confusing, to tell you the truth. And I had some very interesting things happen. Like I I hear things, which is a big word. I don't use big words. I like simple, but clear audiences, you know, hearing things, voices, names, stuff like that. Clear sentience. Okay, well, that means I could sense things that happen ahead of time clairvoyant well of course that's another word for a seer prophet or an intuitive medium and then i used to when i first started doing my readings make i guess i would say professionally i've been doing them since 1980 but don't do the math anyway i would hold on to somebody's jewelry and i would call that site that is called psychometry and i would get feelings from that Uh, and also photographs looking at photographs photometry well as i have evolved or you know become more with this um more aware, I don't hold on to jewelry anymore because I get the energy from the people, my clients, we'll say my clients, because that's who the people from beyond come through. So uh, I don't, I don't do that anymore because it's just so much. I just get all the feelings, even, even over the telephone, I can feel things and I don't know how, I don't know how they do that. They being the people that have passed. And uh, with me being a medium, I call, I believe in the Archangel Michael, Raphael, all of those wonderful angels. But I call the people that have passed, I call them our guardian angels because I prefer the word guardian angel, you know, when, rather than having somebody sit across from me and say, your dead mother is here. You know, I would much rather <laughs> say your mother is your guardian angel or your guide, you know, and that's, that's just the way that I do it. And uh, when somebody comes in for a session, whether it's on the phone, and, and quite often it's, it's really interesting. And I'm just as surprised as my clients when I do this. But 
I will sit, everything comes out of my handwriting, all right, and I will start to write. And I will sit before I do a Zoom reading or a telephone reading, and I know my client, I'm going to talk to them in about 10 minutes, and I will start to write. And many of the names are there already of the people that are going to come through. Uh, I don't do initials. You know, when you go for a reading, quite often they will say, you know, you've got an M name or a name with an M. Well, when you leave, you're quite satisfied because you can fit many names into M. So with me, it can be a bit more difficult, but like, let's say M, Margaret, okay? Uh, it's, more, it's a bit more easier for you. Margaret is your grandmother, you know? So uh, that means so much more to you. So I, I don't do initials. I don't, I don't like initials. And they give me, and the way that I believe it is, I'm going to refer to the people on the other side as our guardian angels or our guides. Uh, they're different from spirit guides, okay? But I call it's just the way that I do it. Everybody's different, you know. Every everybody is different. So the the thing that I do is I just first of all I I thank you in advance for not asking questions because I always say to clients, you know, when you go for a reading, do not ask questions. Make the person do the work, okay? And then the way that I believe it is, if listen, I'm just going to use Margaret. If your grandmother is Margaret and she is your guardian angel. She knows her name, so she's not going to say M. You right, know? exactly. So yeah. when you go for a reading, I'm very strong on this. When you go for a reading and the person says you have an M name around you, just very politely say, could you expand on that, please? Because Margaret, your grandmother or your mother, knows their name. So we're not about to give you an M. That's a good point. And that's just the way that I think about it. Yeah. You know, it's funny when yeah. you said um, the sixth sense, you don't see dead people. You actually see um, alive spirit guides, <laughs> guardian angels, what you're saying. So, mm -hmm. yeah, um, yeah. The, he could have used that. I hear dead people. I feel dead people. But it was I see dead people. Mm -hmm. Great. That's Th right. Yeah. Thanks for that, Carol. Um, yeah. Just getting back to the this podcast, I want to just um, uh, thank you for giving me the um, the nudge. Um, and it's interesting, it's the fourth, 40th episode and you're finally on, you're the one who, who encouraged me to start this. So mm -hmm. I just want to give you a kudos for that and thank you. And now we've come full circle or we've come thank to, you. I felt you had it in you. So, well, there you go. And here we go. And here we are. So yes, there's my, there's my clairsentience. There you <laughs> okay, there's my clairsentience. Absolutely. Oh, boy, I do. I stay away from big words. Yeah, the big word's confusing. Some people like to use big words just to kind of show off and say, hey. Well, that's right. And like, I'm, I'm the kiss theory. Keep it simple. Keep it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, and I do that for my clients, but I also do it for me because, you know, I want to keep it simple. I don't want to be putting things in my head that I don't know what I'm talking about. And also, too, that there's another part to that. It's keep it simple, stupid. So when you use big words, it, it kind of makes people feel that they're stupid. They're the ones that don't know the big words. So hmm. good. We'll keep it simple. Now, signs from beyond or messages from beyond. Um, you know, this is you have and I've been listening in to your to your to your lives and stuff. And, you know, you show, you know, I'm not going to tell the, the listener what they are. I want you to say what are certain um, signs from our loved ones or from messages from the other side that um, are used? And also, I'm going to be a little um, I'm going to be a little bit of a devil's advocate here. And good, good. I like that. Yeah, because I mean, okay, I'm gonna just say one thing. It's the dimes. The dimes are the most common thing, right? Oh so, yes. But you can always say, well, I just dropped this dime. Like, you know, the rational mind, the, the left brain, is always gonna be rational and saying, oh, there's always an explanation for that, mm -hmm. right? So, 
what are the signs that you find and can you support how they got there? <laughs> okay. Okay. Supporting how they got there? No, I cannot tell you that, but I will tell you that I have, like I'm, I'm Carol Matthews, I'm intuitive medium, but I'm also Carol Matthews, who has many people around in her own personal life that have passed away, all right? And uh, I'm the oldest of five girls, and uh, the other four have all passed away, and uh, they are definitely my guardian angels. Now, this is what happens to Carol in her apartment. I live alone by choice. And I can be sitting in the living room or doing something in my living room, and then I get up and I, let's say I walk down to the washroom, too much information. I come back out of the washroom, and there's a dime on the floor. Just like that. How did it get there? I yeah. have no idea, okay? Now, it used to be pennies from heaven, all right? It, yeah. it used to be pennies from heaven. Now, I have, there was a lady that uh, came to see me, and I never used names or anything, but she came to see me when I was in Toronto. And um, I, I was working, I work at the at a hotel. When I'm in Toronto, I, I check into a hotel and I stay there for about a week or so, 10 days. And I have a tendency to, of course, I, I see my clients one after the other. So I'm sort of sitting in the same spot all the time, right? So I'm aware of what's around me, okay? So this lady, just to sort of keep it short, this lady came in and uh, she was a client and she came in. And again, I don't, I don't let you give me information. And she sat down and she was a little bit upset. And I said, what's the matter? And she said, well, I said, okay, wait a minute. Don't tell me why you're upset. I'll just give you some time to relax and then we'll talk. Well, long story short, her husband had passed away very quickly. But before he passed, like in the days, he always said, you know, when I leave, I'm going to leave you and her. She had one son. I'm going to leave you three pennies to let you know that I'm around. Okay. So she had been finding three pennies and that in strange places. All right. So she comes in, what had happened, when she, she told me what had happened as we got on. Uh, in the parking lot, she got out of the car, and there were only two pennies on the floor, on the ground, by her car, right, where she parked. Well, where was she going to park? She could have parked anywhere, that's the way I look at it. She could have parked anywhere. She parked right beside, got out, and there were the two pennies on the ground. She comes in, and now she's upset because there were no third penny. <laughs> now, we've been, like sitting there, we've been sitting there for about, I'm going to tell you, about half an hour at that time. And I said to her, <clears throat> excuse me, I looked down, I looked over to my side. And <laughs> when, okay, when I did my podcast on this, I said that it was on a mat by the floor, by the door. I was wrong. And at that one, it was on the bathroom floor. Nobody had used my bathroom except me. Okay, so here I am. I'm sitting with her. And I said, all right, you said there's no third penny. Look over there on the white tile of the bathroom floor was a penny amazing yeah where did it come from yeah, exactly where did it come from interesting you nobody know. had come in there yeah the same thing with feathers you know yeah uh how do you find a feather in your living room when you don't have a down pillow or a duvet <laughs> in the living room you know i have had them show up now carol has had them show up not the medium you see what i mean so it's a personal thing that I'm talking about. Yeah. So I don't know where they come from. I don't know how they physically do it. It's amazing. I am going to share a, a personal story with myself that it wasn't on the physical because I believe that, I mean, that's pretty heavy duty when you get the um, a physical manifestation of something. Just like now, if you get pennies, 
it's going to be, wow, where'd you get that penny from? Because they're, they're out of circulation now, right? So that's even more. Mm-hmm. So the personal story that I had is when my mom passed away, I remember on her deathbed, well, not her deathbed, palliative, we, we were talking, got a lot, of, a lot of information back and forth with her. And I said, mom, can you show me something that um, will let you know that you're okay? And then she says, I'll try. So, okay, whatever. You know, she's, she, she's, she never really talked about spirituality or she was always, you know, um, changing the subject. She was afraid of it. And I think she was mm-hmm. psychic herself. But anyway, that's another story. So she passes away. We bury her and I'm, I'm going to work the next day. So I come, I come home and I climb up the stairs to my bedroom, open the door. Well, actually the door was open. I walk in and I smell her sauce, exactly mm-hmm. how she cooks her sauce. Like mm-hmm. exactly. And I said, you know, this, this is, this is my words. Exactly. I'm not going to edit it for this verbatim. I said, mom, how mm-hmm. the fuck did you learn how to do that so fast? Mm-hmm. I laughed and I knew yeah. that. And then, then the smell went away and I thought, wow, did, did she take a crash course on how to create smells when she dies? Like she just died and she knows how to do this already. So yeah. And another story, same room, bedroom. I woke up in the middle, actually I woke up in the morning with a dime in my hand. Yeah. I'm like, okay. So my rational mind would say, okay, I had change on my, my dresser and I was, you know, had my phone or something that I moved over and it stuck to my hand and whatever. But still, I mean, there are physical um, explanations for things that happen metaphysically, I believe. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yes. And uh, yeah, I mean, I have so many. I have a, a jar here in the, uh, in the room that I could, I'm, going to, I'm looking at it now and it's, it's made by a lady that says dimes from heaven. Oh, that's and cool. I'm, I'm going to tell you, there's about well, 50 or 60 dimes in there. And they're the ones that I have found in my apartment. Wow, that's amazing. Not outside. I know. And every time I, I go around, and my sister, my last sibling, Marion, she was very much for pennies. Mm-hmm. And uh, there just aren't any pennies anymore. Yeah, when you and, get one uh, special. So I, she always loved, I don't know why, but she loved to wash the dishes. She always said, my dad always said, you can go anywhere in your mind when you're washing the dishes. It's sort of an escape. Well, that's not me. I prefer a dishwasher. <laughs> but anyway. So this one day I was really, really feeling my sister around me and I went into the kitchen just for something and right on the sink, right on the back, right beside the taps was a penny. Wow. And I went, okay, nobody here. So, you know, how does that happen? You know, I mean, I have no idea. I I could make up a whole lot of big words, but no, I I can't. You know, I suggest you do next time and I'm going to try it too. Instead of asking for pennies, let's ask for $100 bill notes <laughs> and have a jar for that. Yeah, okay. But then they would say, no, I don't think so. Well, I had a client, well, I had a client and her husband uh, used to, in life, his past, in life, he would uh, toast rye bread. Now, okay. you know, there's a definite aroma to rye bread. Absolutely. Bread. And she was a nurse and uh, she, I would never give her name, but she told me I could always use the story. And she would come in in the middle of the night, you know, from her shift, and she would smell rye toast, rye bread toast. And so she told her daughter, and her daughter said, Ma, I think maybe you need to rest a little bit, you know, why don't you? And then one night her daughter stayed over, okay, and uh, slept over, had a sleepover. And she got up in the morning and she said, Ma, what were you toasting rye bread in the middle of the night for? And the mother said, I rest my case. It's your father. 
Wow. You know, it, it's, um, it's, we had a client, um, cause my father and I, we had the salon on Yorkville and there was, um, a client, he wasn't believing in anything, but you know, he was talking about someone bought a house on, on, in the beaches and it was haunted apparently. And every morning the man that used to live in that house would wake up. He was a sailor. He was like, we had a boat. He would make bacon and eggs early in the morning. And then when he died, but anyway, so the, um, he was telling me about this friend who had this house and every morning he smelled bacon and eggs. He heard some commotion going around like sounds and then the bacon and eggs and then it would go away. And I said, well, would you, you need to you know, tell a guy to get rid of it? And he says, no, my friend, he likes it. It's actually comforting to get that right. But I mean, yeah, there's so many things that are not explained and how that happens. It just, you know, even I was just thinking about the crop circles. What mm-hmm. do you think of those? Is that, that could be a sign like something from, you know, oh. Oh, yeah. Who knows? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I I believe, you know, and and you don't have to be far out and wonky. Okay, Mulder, I I believe. (laughs) Mulder and Scully, I believe. I believe, yeah, exactly. I believe, I believe. (laughs) But, yeah, but, you know, there there are different things that happen. And there are, uh, you as you know, I've been doing podcasts, and I'm getting back at them, which is good. Good. But So I made a lot of notes for my podcast, but there were a couple of things, you know, people have said to me, you know, have these things ever happened, like, to you, like, personally, Carol? And uh, there was one time I lived on the sixth floor of the of an apartment building, and I was on my other side. Every time I tell this story, I start to get shivers. I had the laundry basket on the sixth floor, going to take the elevator downstairs, okay? Well, with the laundry basket in front of me, I hit the button, you know, the elevator button, and I stand there, and I'm waiting, and all of a sudden, it, it all happened at once. I went to move forward, the door opened, and something grabbed me from behind and knocked me back and knocked down my laundry basket, okay, on the floor, and a man's voice, a real man, a real true man, in the elevator, from the elevator said, don't step forward, the elevator is in between floors. Wow. I looked around, of course, I mean, I still get shivers when I think of that. I looked around. Now, who pulled me back? There was nobody there. Someone who wanted to keep some, some thing or some some energy that wanted you to stay alive. I would say one of my guardian angels. Yeah, yes, that's crazy. And then the same thing. Uh, I was taking care of my uh, well. Okay, I was taking care of my grandson when my daughter was in the hospital, having the second grandchild, Jessica. And uh, my husband was at the door and he was handing me the groceries and they were in baskets, like laundry basket type things, to keep it simple. So I took one and I walked around the corner and I put it on the sink and then I did another one. And then by the third basket, I was getting just a little bit weary. So I went to lean against the basement or the rec room door. Something pushed me forward. I actually injured my ribs. Something pushed me forward to the <laughs> to the wall, I could still feel it. To the wall in front of me, and the basket, of course, got my ribs. My son-in-law had taken off the door to the rec room. Wow! And I, of course, I didn't know it because yeah. I always came in that door and went through the living room. This is a new route for me, so that was something that happened. Who did that? That's crazy. There was nobody there. You know, it's it's. I think they're they're protecting us because I think when we're born we have certain exit points that we 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 can leave, and mm-hmm. we're here to do certain things. 
And mm. when it's not our time to go and we make her and we put ourselves in a position where we can have an exit, I think that we're protected. You know? Oh, well, I, I truly believe it. You know, and again, I'm not protected because um, I'm a medium. Okay. These were things that protected Carol. Yeah. Yes. Now, I, I have, uh, you know me in stories, but um, <laughs> they're yep. happenings. There's a restaurant back in 1980. I mean, I, I, I saw my first, I always remember the dates. I remember where I was living. And uh, I was living in Etobicoke, and I went over to a restaurant, and I don't know if it's still there. It's called Portofino's. And I really, really liked the restaurant. And it's got many small rooms in it, okay? Now, I was out with three or four girlfriends, and we were going to have lunch. Now, back then, again, that was 1980, I didn't drink wine with my lunch. Okay, I wasn't, I didn't drink back then. And, but wine, when you're out, no, I, I just, but we had wine with our lunch. So I'm sitting there and I'm talking with the girls. I just had a sip of the wine. And I looked over and there was a lady, she'd be about 70, and she was sitting and she had her hand on the table and she had her coffee, so you knew she finished her, her lunch. She looked kind of sad. I looked over at her and I thought, oh, she looks so lonely. And then I started talking to my friends again. And then I looked back over and there was a man sitting there at the <laughs> table and he had his hand on her hand. I looked at him again and then I turned to him. I didn't, I still to this day have not told my girlfriends uh, to this day. Uh, so I took, I took a glass of wine, my glass of wine. And I, I took a sip. I'll tell you, I took a sip. And I looked back over, and he was still there. At that moment, the waiter came over. Remember, this was a small room, one of the yeah. smaller rooms in there. The waiter came over, and I let's say her name was Mrs. Smith. And he said, oh, hello, Mrs. Smith. How are you doing? And she said, fine. And he said, how was your meal? And she said, oh, it was so good. And he said, would you like some dessert? And she said, no, I don't think so. And I could hear all this. And he said, well, he said, I guess it's a rough day for you today. What with the, losing your husband, and it's your wedding anniversary. Amazing. I finished my wine. I was going to say what was in your wine, but yeah, I know. You but, and you know, but I and I said then, no more wine with lunch. <laughs> wow. I mean, yeah. does that does that um, alcohol does? Do you think it, it thinens the veil between your psychic? I know LSD and DMT and all these drugs um, have you to open up the pineal gland that you can have more mm -hmm. of a, of a window. Mm -hmm. And I think I did a podcast on this um, in the past where if we drink a lot, we we distort and we open up ourselves to negative energies. Um, do you think that okay. could happen there? Oh, oh, yes, it can. Yes, it can. Now, that day I wasn't drinking a lot. <laughs> uh, but I have found in my own like, you know, in my own life uh, that when I have the flu or something like that, um, I will get messages like crazy. Yeah. And they're really good. They're not bad messages. But and then that way, I think that I feel as the opposite to alcohol. Uh, I feel with the with the flu or something, you know, you got a bad cold, you got to lay around. You're more relaxed. That's what I have found. Yeah. And I will get visions. I will see things that when I'm just laying there. Uh, but with alcohol, no, I, I don't. I don't know. I do not drink when I do. Uh, Especially after that's just that thing. <laughs> no, I don't. That'll scare I think you when straight. I do my Facebook live, I, I joke with people and I I have a glass or a cup here and you can see it and I say ginger ale yeah. or bubbly because I will not drink when I'm doing that and I will not drink when I'm doing a reading. 
but I don't want, you just don't, I don't, you know what? I just don't feel that it, it's right. I agree. You know? I agree with that. And it's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you want to be distilling. Interesting that you said that about, um, being, you know, sick, are you more relaxed? I find that I was just talking to a friend today that they, they get into a fight or flight, they get into the stress, um, mode quickly. And mm-hmm. as I, in the past, I'm learning how to get out of it more. I don't pop out as my body as much, but when, when we get into the, um, um, fight or flight, our cortisol shot up. Um, we just, we, our, our frontal, our, our frontal globe gets, goes offline and we're all into fight or flight and we don't mm-hmm. think as much. So I think, I mean, and in, when we're in fear, we don't make good decisions. So I think the opposite of that, when we're totally relaxed, meditative, calm, is that when we can open ourselves up to the other side more, because we're not in that, um, kind of, overthinking, rationalize, we're more into our, into our right brain and to more relax and we can have yeah. clear it's messages. Almost like, it's almost like we're meditating. Yes, yes. You know, we're meditating, but we didn't plan it. We didn't plan to have this cold and have to lay down. Yeah. Uh, but quite often, I do believe that, and I've seen it in my own life, that, uh, you know, we, we're, we work so hard and we do the life one-on-one, as I was saying, and then our guardian angels, our guides and everything, they say, okay, fine, you know, you need to slow down. So they're going to give you a headache. Well, that headache doesn't stop you. And so then they're going to give you the flu. But they say, yeah. okay, fine, you're not listening to us. Yeah. So you're going to get the flu. You're going to be down for four days. Right. Yeah, we, yeah, we try to warn you. And you oh, yeah, we it. tried. And I have found myself and I have found more people uh, that I have talked to uh, that say when they come out of that uh, flu, they are flying. Yeah, you know, like proper energy wise and mentally, mental and not never, never the total energy because you've got knocked down, you know. But yeah, and so I believe that it's the universe. I always say the universe, um, universe and our guides that are saying, okay, fine, Carol, you need to slow down. So we're going to do this. Yeah. And I hear many people, and I hear, I, I, I know many people, even myself. We get these cautions, these warnings, and we don't listen to them. And That's okay, right. we're gonna turn on the volume now. We're gonna. Make, I can't hear you. Oh yeah, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna make sure that we yeah. you hear us, and we'll That's put you right. in commission. You're gonna hear this one. I'll tell you. This is what they say to you. Yeah, and so going back to that is which led me to another another um, question is um, when can someone go through life kind of sensitive, but then all of a sudden open up to a total psychic gift? Is it a gift? Is it something that's that can be um, developed? Or is it always with you? Do you have to be born all with right. it? Or can you develop? Because I believe we're all psychic yeah. in a way. Yeah, good question. I do believe, and the way that I describe it is, I believe that we, excuse me, that we all have the gift. Okay, we all have it. There are certain situations that sort of stop it, all right? But I, I always say that I can type, with me being an intuitive medium, I type, faster everybody types i type faster now put me in front of a typewriter and i do not type fast yeah. or a computer but you know like everybody can type everybody no matter what speed everybody can type everybody can can draw you can be an artist there's different ways yeah you know and i remember speaking with a lady on Salisbury Island when i lived there and uh, Jill Louise Campbell, and she's a wonderful artist. And I said to her, "Oh, I wish I could do what you do." And she said, "I wish I could do what you do." See, it's always it's always looking at the other side. There's of the always fence. something, you know, like oh, I love long hair. No, I want short hair. You know, we're never really too happy. 
Yeah, we're always looking for for that for that other kind of something to. And to, we'll wait until this happens, or wait until right. that happens. I'll be happy when or if, and it's like no, you know, we all. Uh, I heard somebody says the grass is always green on the other side because they have put more shit on it. <laughs> you know, it's more. <laughs> you know, like just it's there's more. Um, but it still has to be cut. Exactly. The grass still has to be cut, and and I believe, but just with the clients that I've been talking to in the last year and a half now, uh, since we've had the. I never say the C word on on here because when no. I said it on Facebook, I got knocked off. So we know what the C is, and I do believe that uh, we have learned a lot. Uh, many many people are going more within themselves. They are seeing what no longer serves them, and uh, and they're really really being more more for themselves. Not selfish, but self full. And when that is happening, more people are getting what we will call the gift. So just like you said, people are getting sick or having the yeah. flu. So that mm-hmm. makes them go inside. I find that um, it, either people go one of two ways. They go in, they invert, they go inside, they do more self-exploration or they're losing their crap and they're, and they're not able to, because you know, they don't have the distraction of everyday life that you're, mm-hmm. you're stuck, you're not, you're stuck, you're forced to be more introspective. That could go either one way or the other, but most people are actually exploring inwards and finding out a lot about oh, themselves, which, yes. is a, which is a gift in itself. I know you can't mm-hmm. really say that in the same word, but I think no, it's been a good no. process for many people. I know for myself it has. Well, it's bittersweet. It's bittersweet. Absolutely. Uh, you yeah. know, but, but it's made us realize. And, and when you start to realize, that, you know, that this job is not the job that you want or this relationship or something like that, then you are becoming more of yourself and you are seeing who you are. And when you see who you are, then I believe the universe, your guardian angel say, okay, now we're going to give you a little bit more of this insight. Yeah. Cause you can handle it. That's right. Now you can handle it because you've had the time. Yes. I believe that yeah. we've developed the capacity and you know, that the whole thing with the Spider-Man with great uh, power comes great responsibility. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. That, that is so true, and, and I do believe it. I mean, I, I believe, I mean, again, it's bittersweet. But it hasn't been good with what's going on the last year and a half. But more and more people, and I'm finding this, we're talking to people, there, and myself included, and I'm pretty sure you, uh, getting our priorities in order. Yeah. When, when, what's, what's important in your life, get your priorities, and absolutely. And, mm-hmm. and then you're more open to what's out there. You know, right. and, and instead of saying, okay, how did that penny arrive? Okay, let's go there. <laughs> how did that penny arrive? We're going to see, well, maybe, well, maybe I'll get a book on that. Or maybe I'll do the Google or something. Everybody does Google, right? Maybe I'll do this. And then we're more open. Yeah, exactly. And I believe when you're open and when you've got the right thoughts in mind, uh, you are going to attract the positive. Everything is energy. Yes, everything. Everything. Like I believe everything is energy and, and, and I do know, and sometimes it's, it's hard, but things happen for a reason and quite often we don't know that reason. More like it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah. now in the last year and a half, I just put it down to the last year and a half, uh, people are starting to see more things that are happening. Yeah. The veil is thinning out and yeah. The veil it's... is definitely thinning out and, uh, yeah, and I and I'm liking it because I'm I'm I am believing that more people are believing not not everybody, uh, but more and more people are starting to believe in themselves, 
and uh, things that you really can't see. I mean, I cannot explain how a dime would be in my living room, you know, or a white feather. Yeah. You know, I, I don't, I don't know that. I, I just it blows me away. You know, the whole thing is going back to source as children in awe and being in wonder and wonder. That's the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. Stop trying to exp- explain and all the time. I mean, people get caught into, like, you know, for, for an example, everybody wants to figure out uh, too much theory. Like, if a bird has to figure out how its calculations and, ge- and then the geometry, uh, geometry of how it flies, it'll, mm-hmm. fly, it'll hit the ground because it's not going to be graceful. And it's flying. It's going to figure out all the calculations it's going to take. It's not going to be natural. We should live That's our right. life like that too. It's just mm-hmm. get the mind out of it. Get out That's of it. That's like just... the movie Jonathan Livingston Seagull. You know, he wanted to fly a bit higher. Yeah, I didn't see that. And uh, and he taught, and it was you know it was it was really really good. And and I believe that. Well, I mean, I, I put this on my website when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Yes, I've heard that as well. Oh, it's so true because you know there are so many out there that are wanting to learn or wanting to know more. And then they just, I mean, I'm sure people listen to this, it's happened to them, you know, or maybe, you know, maybe they didn't know and they turned into your podcast or that you turn on the TV and there's something on there that means something that didn't mean something last week. Yes. Yeah. It's you like the, the RAS, the reticular activation system. Mm-hmm. When, I mean, uh, you know, when you learn something and, you know, you buy a new car or you buy a new camera, you all of a sudden you see it everywhere, whereas before you haven't. Mm-hmm. And also, too, I'm thinking what you just said is that sometimes, you know, I learned a new word and it's like, oh, it's everywhere now. But I think in the past it was still being said, it was still being shown, but I didn't have the, the, the focus on it. it I was mm-hmm. exactly, I wasn't ready to have eyes to see, but it was always True. there. Mm-hmm. Now it was that you're attuned. There. Yeah, and when now you're in tune to it, 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 so the teachers was always there. It's like, okay, now you notice me. I've been in the room for about three weeks, right? That's right, yeah. I'm, Hello. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here. That's right. I've yeah. just been waiting for you to catch on to this and to see that there are signs. And, and you know, I do believe that the signs and the dimes and, and people, more and more people, and when they're on my Facebook Live, people are coming on and talking about that, uh, about uh, numbers, finding like 1111, 8, uh, 222, 333, and they're meaning something. Yes. And you don't, the thing I love about it is you don't have to search for it. It just comes. And that's right. When you least expect it, your phone goes 11 11. It's like, whoa. Mm-hmm. You know, you can freak people out if they're in the spiritual. And I, this is a joke that I was saying. If you're in a dating, in a dating world, uh, you text um, someone always at 11 11 on purpose, thinking that, oh, it's a sign from the universe. <laughs> um, but you know, the whole 369... No, don't do that. No, it's just... Uh, but the whole 369 um, thing, you know, with, um, it's a sacred number, 369. Did you know that all the master numbers equal up to 369? So you have 111, 222, and 333 is 369. That's right. And 444, 555, 666. It's always mm-hmm. 369. I, I, it's ama- I, just, I just found that out a couple of days ago. It's like, whoa, this is so cool. With mm-hmm. numerology. Oh, oh, yes. And like 444 and three, well, just use, use these two numbers, 333 and 444. Uh, one day when I was, I was in Meeper, and my brother was in uh, the hospital and they were taking him over to London. He had a stroke. And uh, I was driving at 530 in the morning, dark on a main, like on a road, okay? No lights, no street lights. So I'm driving and I wasn't driving very fast. And, uh, and of course, I was wanting to get up there before they put him in the ambulance. So 
I'm driving and this car pulled out, of course he would, because I wasn't driving fast, pulled out in front of me and it was 333. That's reason for celebration. Okay, yeah. I looked at the license number. Okay, 333. So anyway, I thought, okay, fine. Now I've got to a better part of the road. I went a little bit faster. Another car came up behind me and passed, got in front of me, and it was 444, <laughs> surrounded by angels. Amazing. I know. And I wasn't looking for it. I was driving, holding on knuckles, because I don't <laughs> drive at night and it was dark. And I'm expecting something to come out, right? Wow. I got up there just before my brother was in the ambulance. So it worked wow, out incredible. perfectly. Yeah. And so I, I believe, you know, I, I believe in, in numbers and I believe when these yeah. things pop up. Yeah, exactly. You almost have, you can't look for them, but you have to be uh, available to them because it's, uh, you know, you know, um, you know what I find too, I was born on 1223 and I find that when I look at my phone or when I see, I see 1223, what do you think mm -hmm. that means? <laughs> Relive, <laughs> re reinvent yourself, reborn yourself. Like it's really weird. Well, actually, it's funny you should say that. I, I was going to talk to you about a book and I want every, uh, Kyle Gray, I really, there are some people that do this and I really, really do like what Kyle Gray does. And he has some books, okay? He's got many things. Uh, but the book that I have, and I use it um, on my, on my uh, Facebook Live and with my clients, and he has meanings for every number up to 999. That's a, lots a lot of, of pages. Numbers, and as I'm talking to you right now, I'm looking through, like eight, for instance, eight is a number of abundance. Yes, all money. Right? And so when you see eight, 808, okay, that means something, see it on your phone, you know, or on your computer or something like that. But what in answer to your question, but that number, that book I just want to mention, it's called Angel Numbers, and it's by Kyle Gray. And uh, he, it really does help a lot of people that are seeing these numbers and saying, what's it all about? Yeah. But I think that is when you see that, those numbers, I'm like, I'm December 21st, okay, yeah. so I'll see 1221, 1221, okay? So, that to me is just a nudge. Right. It's just a nudge. Pay attention to what's going on. Yeah, just like pay attention. And 1221 is a mirror of itself, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, imagine that, eh? <laughs> a medium with a mirror. Whoa. <laughs> the Sagittarian medium with a mirror. The Sagittarian medium with a mirror. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's, up, it's uphill. It's, it's all good from here on. But yeah, but and this is something that I am finding through all of this stuff in the last year and a half that... People are having more time to look into books like Kyle Gray, yeah. uh, into looking at different things and, and getting more aware. Totally mass awakening happening. Oh, I truly believe that. Yeah, I, I mean, do too. There are some people that know it's not going to, they're not going to wake up and that's okay. That's their journey. They're going to want to sleep. <laughs> they're going to push uh, the, the snooze button and go, okay, no, not today. Yeah, yeah. I'm not ready for that yet. Yeah. But I was just going to do a little play on words there, but not, not a play on words. It's like, it's their journey. But for the others, you're going to love this, Frank. But for the others, we're having the ultimate journey. Ooh, put on palm, oh. the ultimate journey, waking to spirit, waking <laughs> to their spirit. <laughs> Very well. well that's the name of your book, but it's true. That's and the podcast, that's really, too. Yeah. That's a podcast, and it's your book, too. Yeah. And I believe mm. that's the ultimate journey is... You know, when I first wrote the book, I, I, um, I was insinuating that the ultimate journey is taking on a body and navigating through life. But now the ultimate journey means awakening to yourself, awakening to your spirit. That's right. Yeah. 
Really cool. And being inspired. Nice segue there, Carol. That's well, no, I, I meant it. I wasn't really, but I meant it. it. It is. It's an ultimate journey that we are on. Absolutely. And, and we are recognizing it now. I think so. You know, beyond, you know, the, the material gains, the uh, what's the next on Netflix, what's the uh, the hottest thing here and there. And, you know, it's uh, the final frontier. It ain't space. It's your inner self. It's your spirit. And that's I really right. believe that. And you can't go anywhere until you go within. That's the whole, that's it. Yeah. You can't go anywhere. You can't even go out to your car, you know, get in your car until you go within. I mean, what do we do when we go out to our car? I don't know about you. But I stand there and I leave my apartment, keys, purse, uh, that, that mask, you know. So what I'm doing at that moment is I'm going within. Yes. And what, what am I going to do when I go out there? I'm going within. So the more we go within, the more we're going to learn and we're going to trust. Yeah. And that reminds me of a joke. The, um, Uh-oh. the Buddha <laughs> went, um, oh, what was that? So someone went to get a hot dog and... Um, yeah, the Buddha went to get a hot dog and then to a vendor and he goes, uh, I'm have a hot dog. And he goes, what do you want? No, he goes, uh, what do you want it? He goes, he makes says, make me one with everything. Mm-hmm. So the second part of that joke is, so the Buddha was waiting for the change back after he paid for his hot dog. And the hot dog vendor goes to the Buddha, what are you, what are you, what are you, what are you doing? He goes, I'm waiting for my change. He goes, change is within. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> I like it. Yeah, I do too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so that is good. But you know, we it's so important that we are aware of different things, and more and more people now are are becoming more in tune with medium work, uh, with just with getting to know themselves, art therapy, music therapy. Yeah, you know, uh, we're we're looking, we're looking out there, we're looking, and then we're taking it, we're taking it within. The the way out is the way in, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's the old kiss theory. Right. Keep yeah. it simple. And that's and that's the whole thing. I think people are realizing not to complicate their lives, streamline it and keep it simple. That's right. Well, years ago, when I mean, I've been like this all my life and I would see different things happening when I was growing up in Keswick and that and car going over the bridge before it did. Uh, my, my mother's friend had a cast on her leg when I came in from school. I was heading to the refrigerator to get my, my, my peanut butter sandwich. And my mother's friend, and who were sitting in the living room, and my mother's friend's name actually was Mrs. Jones. And I'm on my way through to the fridge. I'm on a mission. And I said, oh, I looked at Mrs. Jones at her knee or her leg. And I said, oh, what happened? You've got a cast on your leg. And I continued on to the fridge. And I got my peanut butter sandwich and I came back in and they're both looking at me like, I was 12. No, no, I, I lied. I was 14 then. And uh, so they both looked at me. There was no cast on her leg. Yet. <laughs> but there was the next day. Wow. Did they blame it on you? In a small town, you can imagine what that was all about, right? I'm surprised they didn't burn you at the stake. <laughs> no kidding. Or, or, yeah. or caused you, said you caused this to happen. That's right. Now you put it out there, Carol. Yeah. But no, it was just like, oh, okay. That's wild. So I was very, uh, as I as I was growing up, I did the normal stuff, you know, married, three children, and all that. And but I always had this executive secretary, Price Waterhouse. I did the whole thing. You Amazing. Know? And uh, then, but I want. I knew the the universe was saying to me, you know, you've got to do this. And I went, I decided I wanted to get out of town, out of Toronto and go up near my cottage and just work in a newspaper and do filing. Something simple. Simple, keep it simple. You know, get out of, get out of the big smoke. Right. And uh, 
I drove all the way across from Mississauga, for those that are listening, from Highway 10, all the way over to the beaches uh, to get some boxes from a friend of mine who had some clean boxes. And uh, as I was going through the intersection, a car came through. He made an improper left-hand turn. Literally, I'm going to literally turn my life around. Wow. Well, that man was a firefighter who was on his way <laughs> to a hockey game, and it was 9.30, March 7th. I'll never forget that. And he was on his way to a hockey practice. Now, the interesting part there, that man's firefighting station or fire station was just up the street from where I lived on number 10. Amazing. He could have hit me at any given time. Yeah, but not then. So, just, because wow. of the accident, I couldn't go back to work. And a friend of mine that used to do my tarot cards he said, you know, come on down, work here at the tea room. And I said, no, no, I can't do that. And then the way I tell it is true. The bag manager said, you can't live on love. Yeah, you can't live so on love. So I started exactly, doing yeah. readings. Wow. Yeah, so but it was all because of that man. You know? See, thank that man. And <laughs> yeah, it just got you where he was. So, so all you that are listening, if you want to see Carol, um, you want to just give your deets and how they can connect with you and get the reading because we're, we're sure. ending the... Uh, this beautiful session here. Oh, it's 444 okay. on, on this clock here. Oh, my God. I'm it, not it, surprised. It, amazing. I mean, it's not going to be. See? Yeah, it's gonna, it's amazing. It's going to be a little different on the, um, on the because when I edit it, it's going to be a different thing. But when we said that, it went 444. So 44 yeah, seconds. I, that's what I mean. And you see, when you're aware of that, <laughs> it's darn cool. What a okay, way. so my website is carolmatthewsintuitive.com. Uh, you can go on there and we, it's user-friendly. I have podcasts. You can click that. You can go to my Facebook, all the icons that are on there. Again, I'm keeping it simple. I do telephone and Zoom readings uh, coast to coast uh, when I'm in Toronto. But, of course, I'm not traveling right now. Uh, but that's good. You know, it's okay. So I do Skype, Zoom, you name it. Tech, thank heavens for technology. So that's me. That's me. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me on the Ultimate Journey Awakening the Spirit podcast. And we'll have you on one of these days again. Yes, thank you for having me. All right. Thanks, Carol. And uh, we'll see you all next time. I'll let you listen to you all next time. Ciao. Thank you for listening to the Ultimate Journey Awakening to Spirit podcast. Join me again next time for more spiritual talk. You can reach me at info at the ultimate journey awakening to spirit.com. And you can also visit my website, the ultimate journey awakening to spirit.com. Until next time, walk in love and in gratitude.